0: The Orient Outlook podcast, sponsored by AJF Plastering, with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, joined by my good friend, Southstand chum, the bearded legend, the daddy-o, the one and only Mr. Paul E. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is episode number
1: 204, and what a week we've got to look back on uh, and discuss, actually, as well as the Grimsby game to review. Lots of fan views. It's been one of those weeks where uh, there's been lots of frank. Uh, I think it's fair to say views that have been exchanged between fans so as always let's crack on with the show no time to waste here Uh, and we start as always with a word from our sponsors they are AJF Plastering an Essex based plastering and rendering company that cover all aspects of domestic and commercial work specializing in silicone color render systems and the best part is that they offer 15% off for all Layton Orient fans and staff for more information and the best plastering and rendering prices around, email ajfplastering at outlook.com or visit ajfplastering on Facebook or at
0: Big Ads, L-O-F-C, on Twitter. Nicely done. So time for our supporters club update and two trips to tell you about this evening. First up is next Saturday, Port Valloway, Saturday the 18th of January. Coaches leave the supporters club at half past nine in the morning, an early start. This one kick off at three o'clock and this one will cost £34 for adults and £31 for concessions. And then the second trip is to crew Alexandra. This one is midweek, Tuesday the 28th of January. This one kicks off at 7.45, so coaches leave the Supporters Club at half past one. Again, same cost, £34 for adults, £31 for concessions. So these trips will cost you an additional £3 if you aren't a member of the Supporters Club, and if you're under 15, you can travel for half price, but you must be with an adult And please remember, in those prices, do not include your match day tickets. So to book for any of these trips, you can visit the supports club on a match day, pre-match or post-match. Or you can call the travel line on 07722 13597. 0 Nicely done there Leighton Orient Trust update For you this week The girls team From Bishop
1: Chaloner Who are representing Leighton Orient In the Utilita Girls Cup Won the tournament On Friday To go through To the regional finals And if they win that They'll be playing In in the finals At the great Wembley stadium So very 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 Big congratulations To the girls And good luck to them In the
0: rest of the cup Absolutely Yes. It's followed by Fit O's Which we spoke about Last week But we'll give it Another plug This week this is a free 12-week health programme for men and women aged between 35 to 65 who are looking to lose weight, get fit and lead a more active life. So sessions will be held at the Score Centre which is opposite the football club and as part of the programme you will also get to take part in events at the Breyer Group Stadium. So for more information you can go to the website so you just need to go to www.efltrust.com forward slash fit fans. So if you want to get fit... Uh, post-Christmas. This is a great opportunity to do so amongst other O's. So now it's time to have a quick
1: look back. I say a quick look back. There's a lot that happened uh, in the past week. We'll start off as we always do with Coulson Monday. That was the 6th of January as the club announced that George Marsh's loan spell from Tottenham has been extended until the end of the season. Ross Embleton was quoted as saying I'm absolutely delighted that he signed for the rest of the season. It's fantastic for us as a club and for George and his development. He came out here on his first loan and has played a lot of football. It was a slow start, but I think he's really shown everyone here what he's about as a character, what he's about athletically, and the quality he's got as a footballer. We're delighted to have him. From our perspective, he's a good player that we can have a game for the second half of the season.
0: Your views on that? Happy with this. I think he's done well um, in the first half of the season. I think like Ross said, it took him a while to break into the team, Mm -hmm. but he's versatile. Obviously, centre-mid is a position, but he played right back over Christmas and got some plaudits. He did, yeah. Um, so happy with this. Like, we need quality. We need better players. I think George Marsh is a better player than some that we've got. So for me, a no-brainer. Happy that he's staying and hopefully he can continue to make an impact in the team.
1: Yeah, I completely
0: agree with you. You like the positive reviews that he's received,
1: particularly, as you say, when he played right back. Yeah. So for us, I think that's an astute piece of business. Um, and the fact that he likes it here as well, yeah. And I think he'd obviously, you'd have to argue, like he's what, 20 years old now, there are players his age breaking into the Tottenham yeah. first team fold and I think he'd have to think to himself, well I'm not that player so I'm not obviously in the Spurs football club plans for the future so I'm better off going out playing men's football and, and, and with you know league football, professional football still um, and I'm doing that in London so yeah. I think it ticks a lot of boxes for him as well.
0: Yeah, so we wish George all the luck in the world while he's at the O. so this was followed by Tehue Tuesday, the 7th of Jan and at around 4.30pm and after a mishap with two video reveals, the club finally announced Ross Embleton as the new head coach of Leighton Orient on a 12-month rolling contract. So Ross mm. said to the website, It's very difficult to describe the emotion of it all. There's obviously been a lot of things going on this season that have found me in different circumstances, found the club in a different and sometimes difficult situation But for it now to be a permanent decision is something that I am immensely proud of. And he went to finish his interview by saying, I think I've gone on record and saying it before. It's not particularly something I ever thought was going to happen to me for a number of different reasons. I suppose I never had it as a realistic target. I suppose it would have been a hidden ambition, but not necessarily one I ever felt would come off. To have sat here as an interim manager on a number of occasions was always a proud moment for me. But to know that this football club wants me as its manager and to finally get it agreed and finalised Is something that I'm incredibly proud of. So lovely words there from Ross. Your views on Ross Embleton's appointment, Mr Levy? Delighted for him. Delighted for Ross. I believe he's an excellent coach and I think he's got a
1: lot of the key and right attributes that you need to be a manager and a good manager. A lot of that is around the man management and I think he's got the right temperament and the right attitude to things. Uh, He'll need to make the squad his own, which of course means that he's obviously going to have to make way for players coming in. Um, I don't feel that you can really judge how successful he's going to be this season or most of next. I think he's really going to need two or three transfer okay. windows to get that turnover of player uh, in. Um, obviously, I'm going to back him 100%. Uh, I think that goes without saying. I think that's what we have to do. Um, yeah, and, and obviously, you know, we've obviously heard what Nigel and Kent have had to say about it. So,
0: yeah, 100% behind this. Good. I think for me, I think I'm relieved that the club finally made the announcement. Yeah, good shout and Ross Moynihan deserves the position. Like he's been at the club, give or take, for 20 years. On and off, started literally at the bottom, to his way all up to, to the start top. off as a fan in the stand, not Yeah, isn't absolutely. It?
1: That's a real Roy the Rovers story, isn't really it? really is. How you go from sitting in the stand
0: at seven or eight years old to then being the manager of the club 30 years later. Unbelievable. It's incredible, isn't it? Unbelievable. <laughs> like, like Living so the dream. He's an O. And although that's not an essential part of the job, it does mean that he kind of recognises what we feel. And more cares, and you can associate the club with him. You know yeah. we know he's going to give it, it all and his heart and soul will be there. Um And there can't be many managers at the moment who are a mascot for the team when they were but a young boy who they are now managing. Yeah. Yeah. So I doubt very much that Mourinho was a mascot <laughs> of White of Hart Lane. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So brilliant. As Kent as Kent said, you know the safety net has been removed mm-hmm. and it's pivotal. We all get behind Ross and support him one hundred percent. You know, as well Ross has been in the game for 20 years, he's never been a head coach before. And Ross Embleton will make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes in their new role, but it's essential that, you know, when it happens, we support him, get behind him. But he's got a great support network. You know, he's got Joby, he's got Danny, he's got Bald, who support him. He's got a director of football in Martin Link, who he knows really well. It's a great club to be at. Um, and like you said, it's all about bringing in his players, getting players who want to play for him and develop and he knows what needs to do in. so hopefully this will be a, a successful appointment which lasts for many, many years to come and the last one we talk about hopefully for the next four or five years. Yeah, at least. at <laughs> least. So we had
1: an inordinate amount of tweets, yeah. feedback, conversations, bickering, arguing, <laughs> Twitter fights, All everything was on our timeline uh, this week. Uh, we've selected quite a few um, in and for balance um for balance, obviously, there's some positives and some negatives and some that are sort of midway between the yeah, two. Um, we'll start this week with AJ underscore uh, 19, sorry, AG underscore 19 underscore LOFC, who said,
0: back in with a few more good signings and I can see this working. Yeah, David Barrett 6 says, I'm more concerned about what players we will be bringing into the club. We all know which positions we are desperate to strengthen. And if we can get in a couple of strong midfielders and a bustling forward, then Ross has a chance of being successful. Les LK had a slightly different view, thought it was a poor appointment as, as
1: there's nothing to justify it, uh, but I'll give my full support. However, we with Mr. Trick, as more experienced managers out there like Tisdale, who has done it in this league, I just hope the board back him in the window, as if not, this has all the ingredients for relegation. Yeah,
0: Molly Folly 2019 says the appointment is a joke and cannot be justified on his results over three interim spells. The board have bottled it and the lack of ambition is breathtaking. I'm afraid the honeymoon period is over for this board. I pray that I'm wrong and that Justin's work is not undone. With two cry laughing emojis, I don't quite understand them. But okay, Paul Skinner88
1: said, going on results, it's not great. However, given some backing in the transfer market and it could be a different story. It's not a choice I'd have made, but he'll get my backing for a while longer. And I think that's exactly the right, you know, if you're not happy about it, that's fine. But to back him and support absolutely. him,
0: the support for it, I think, is absolutely right. Yeah, Matty LFC Evans said, "I wanted him from the start of the summer. Please, he has been made permanent, but he needs the backing of the board and the fans. We as fans have a huge part to play in his legacy, and we need to pull together and support him in his first managerial role together as one." Great tweet there, Matt. It's followed up by. Oh, sorry, it. I've got it now. Yeah, yeah? sorry, I lost my place. Yeah, Charlie put underscore Paul said, "I personally think." It's the wrong choice, but I'll be there on Saturday give my full support like I always do. Yeah, nice one. LOFC, 1978. So not surprised, but really disappointed. Can't see much progress with this appointment. Let's hope the players step up performances if this is what they wanted. Maybe in the summer we may be able to bring in a proper manager.
1: Katie Howie Photo said, Love Ross and his spirit, and I really do hope now he's secured in his position. We can start to focus on bringing new players in. We have to move on, and if we want to stay in this league or go up, we
0: need League Two or higher players. Yeah, dear Stubes, and I'm fully behind Ross. Let's just hope that the board give him money to strengthen what is essentially a National League squad. I hope Ross will be busy in the market between now and the end of January and we need experienced players brought in and not youngsters. Yeah, Tobias Lampty said, I'm backing Ross to be a success. He's Orient
1: through and through and deserves the opportunity to manage this club. Some new faces in January and getting players back from injury. Could see our fortunes change. Hashtag Ross's boss.
0: I like the hashtags. Nice, hashtag. nice one, yeah. Spenno011 says, this was the easy way with the quality of football and results being so poor, I'm pretty tired of what's happening. Ling and the board need to take responsibility. This was our chance to make a big statement like Grimsby did. I will, however, give Ross my 100% support nevertheless. And I think that's important. Like There's a few tweets saying, I don't agree. However, as a fan, I'm going to back him 100%. Wow. And in those fans, if it does go sour, or not the right way, I'm more than happy for those fans to come back and go, look, told you so, yeah. and then you move on with someone else. Yeah, absolutely. Neil underscore Watson 37 said, bloke who didn't want
1: the job gets the job. All too cosy at the Orient these days. Fletcher was right and the board didn't
0: like he was open about the problems at the club. Dave M 1812 says, great news, if a bit late. Won't stop the dismut- doomsayers though. Any other candidate would have got promoted and Well on the way to European glory. Now for a bit of stability through, I do like a rolling contract. <coughs> Gives both Ross and the club realistic protection.
1: Yeah, Gary Talbot Seven said Tisdale, Nathan Jones, and others were never going, were never coming to the O's. So let's back Ross to hit the ground, right, hit and push up the table and make Justin proud. I'm really struggling with reading today. Sorry about that.
0: That's all good, but a good point there. Like a lot of people wanted Tisdale. I think Tisdale well, was, Nigel was referenced in the interview, but not really struck upon in terms of he's obviously on a lot more money at yeah, MK Dons and wasn't within the budget that we had and Nathan Jones come on literally left the Championship Stake. Club a month and a half ago not dropping down to League 2 um, MS Orient so Mr Shaffer said Ross lovely words about being EOs following his interview on the website being a kid following Leighton Orient home and away with your family now you are the main man leading this great club good luck that's what dreams are made of, mate. Hashtag our club.
1: True. Very true. One Adam Conway said, literally so
0: uninspiring, I can't even be bothered to argue against that. Oh, Adam Conway, come on, my friend. <laughs> wreck a blue app. Says, while results recently haven't been great, you can see that Ross is now putting his mark on the side and made some bold decisions. I think this season is ultimately a free hit mm. and willing to give Ross a go. And let's hope by the start of April, we're well ...clear of the bottom. So that concludes our tweets on Ross Embleton. If we haven't read yours out, we've probably got one of yours coming post Grimsby. But that was a mental day for the podcast. Lots and lots going on, and that was only half of it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we were lucky enough to get Nigel Travis
1: and Ken Teague together... ...through the wonders of modern technology. <laughs> uh, as we recorded a very, very uh, special podcast episode... ...as we talked about Ross's appointment, they gave their views... Uh, so thank you very much to both Nigel and Kent for giving uh, giving their time to us and for their honesty uh, and their openness and their willingness to really come on at such short notice as well. We are genuinely very grateful for that and I don't think anybody can really complain uh, at the lack of transparency or openness uh, that we get because I don't know many other clubs that
0: get that level of I, engagement. I was going to say, I, mean, I don't follow many other I don't. football clubs on Twitter or other clubs' podcasts, but I, I can't imagine a club appoint a manager and then three hours later the club's chairman and vice chairman who aren't even in the same country are doing a fan podcast. The only
1: people that I would imagine doing that Darren McAntony at Peterborough would have probably probably taken to Twitter and Andy Holt at Accrington would have taken to Twitter to engage with fans. They're the only two ones that really stand out that actually engage with their fans as much
0: as they do. But love it. As Paul said can't thank Nigel uh, and Kent enough. I'm sure everyone who's listening to this has listened to that podcast but if you haven't Go back on your iTunes or your Spotify, whatever you're listening to, and listen to a 38-minute podcast. And that was not the end as the club then put out the interview on their website, which for an independent fan-run podcast is pretty amazing, really, in terms of five years ago. We never thought that would happen. And thanks to everyone who has listened. Definitely (coughs) one of the most popular podcasts uh, this season. I think Jay
1: Simpson's one still stands out as the most listened to. Sammy Moore,
0: 1881. 185 or pivotal ones, but that's definitely oh, well one of the proudest of the Outlook's history to date. Absolutely. So that concludes Tuesday the 7th. Then we'll move on to Wednesday the 8th of
1: January. And a quick uh, catch you up here, really, as the club put forward its nominees for player of the month and also goal of the month for the month of December. So the players of the month were nominated as Jordan Maguire Drew, George Marsh, Sam Sargent, and Jamie Turley.
0: And with 34% of the vote, it was Jamie Turley, so well done, Jamie. Yeah, I think we can all agree, Turley, since he's been back, has been absolutely immense and a well deserving winner. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would say, won yeah, that I, think they're all I think they're pretty much all well deserved, but Jamie Turley for me is a standout. Yeah. Sam Sargent would have been a close second. Yeah, for me. good chord there. So, goal of the month nominees Lee Angle versus Bristol Rovers, Jamie Turley versus Cambridge, JMD versus Cambridge, <laughs> and Ross versus Newport. And the winner by country mile, 76% of the vote was jmd versus cambridge so which well goal, done to jordan which goal though
1: was it the free oh, kick? the free kick yeah. yeah
0: absolutely i mean literally the club <laughs> as it was nominated put out another tweet saying a jmd b jmd yeah, yeah, so like well that. done there but you know more of that please from jmd who's starting to become that player we all want to uh him to blossom <laughs> into so that was wednesday mm-hmm. on the thursday night for january At half past six, the club announced that Dal Gorman has joined Newport County on loan for the remainder of the season. So head coach Ross Embleton said this is a fantastic opportunity for Gormo, who is a player I've really got on with during his time here. At this stage of his career and his contract, he needs to be playing football. And it looks like Newport are going to give him time on the pitch. I wish him all the best. Well, even though they said that he didn't play yesterday. He was named on the bench. Named on the bench. Didn't get on. So for me, I think there's a decent little player in there, Dal Gorman, somewhere. I think we just need to find it and get it out of him. He's never really had a decent run in the team, mm. but I think, you know, he's behind Marsh, he's behind Clay, he's behind Josh Wright, he's now behind Hector. So he's now, what, essentially fifth choice out of two or Is he three. That sometimes. he's not a bad player then? I don't, he's been alright. He's not sort of set the world alight, and I mm. think that he had such a good pre season. I think a lot of people were saying. He could potentially do a Craig Clay, really disappointing first season, and have a great second. Mm. But we've not really seen that. So get him out on loan, see what happens, and then there's a decision to make in the summer, as there are with many other players. I'm sure we'll come on to later on in the year. Yeah, I can't see that decision about being who you are, for him for who, who you renew or who you don't. So
1: yeah, no surprise to me that he went though. Uh, like you say, his contract is up in June, so he needs game time. He needs to get that opportunity to to put himself in the shop window for someone coming summer. Um, and you know he's gone to another uh, you know, football league club yeah. I'm sure that's pretty much the level that he would want to be at if not higher I don't think he'd want to drop lower um, so no good, good luck to him I'm sure he's a good lad um, so you know hope it works out for him yeah. um, he obviously won't be playing against us when we play them
0: no ineligible
1: yeah yeah he'll be ineligible for that game uh, which is actually coming up at uh, the end
0: of uh, Jan this, this month, the 25th yeah. at home. Yeah, so a few tweets came into us at Orient Outlook podcast a Chris Kane underscore 1992 said, Hopefully, Dow can go out, get games, and come back a better player. Not had a run in the team since he arrived, so hope he takes the opportunity.
1: Chris Cow too said, Never given a run of games at the O's. There's definitely a player in there, we've just never seen. We've just never seen it. Whether that's down to the coaching
0: staff, who knows. Yep, South and Bob said a couple of excellent games, but mostly not. In line with the Stevenage fans' views I saw on him, good luck to him, but it's Ross's squad now, and as Travis and Teague say, they are assembling a League 1 ready squad, and he isn't at that level in my honest opinion.
1: George Nicholas underscore one said, very impressive at times, but just couldn't get going. Performances in training probably wasn't good enough to warrant more starts.
0: Curious to see how he gets on at Newport now. Yes. Good shout. Yeah, really good tweets there. So that wraps up the Thursday and Moody Friday, 10th of January. A quiet day at the club. No news to report.
1: Yeah, so Saturday, the 11th of January. Happy birthday to friend of the podcast, Chris
0: Richardson. Yeah, good spot there by Mr. Levy. Hope you had a good one, Chris. And it was time for the main event as Grimsby visited Brisbane Road. So before the game, we ran a Twitter poll to find out how you thought the O's would get on. And after 377 votes, so not about 24 a hours one. this one. Yeah. yeah, it's one of the biggest ones in recent memory. You voted with 21% saying draw, 31% saying Orient would win, but an overwhelming majority, of 48% saying Orient would lose the game. You cynical, cynical bunch. Yeah, good to see with positivity bouncing into the week. Absolutely. So as always, Weekend. thank you for all of your
1: votes. So moving on then to the main event of the day, which was Grimsby at home. We lined up with Sergeant in goal. Marsh, Tur- as it turned out, Marsh, Turley, Coulson, Happy, Brophy, Kiprianu, Wright, JMD, Wilkinson, and Angle. Sorry, I mentioned Marsh at uh, right back there. That is, obviously wasn't the case. Jonata, Judd, Ekpete,ta Clay, Dayton, and Harold.
0: Yeah, and not to mention Satoru there. So and Satoru. Ross yeah. Emberton's starting eleven. He brought back Josh Coulson. He returned him to the lineup. As did Connor Wilkinson, who was back from his injury. Whilst Lawrence vigoru was unavailable, as he? he was still waiting international clearance. As Joe Willowson and Louis Dennis were still out. Due to their respective injuries. So for me, when I saw that team, again, no idea. Because I didn't know how they were lining up. For me, I was hoping that was a 4-4-2 with Brophy on the left wing. JMD on the right wing. uh, With Marshall's right back and Happy left back turning Colts in the middle. So for me, that really suited a 4-4-2. I knew it would be 4-4-2 or like a 4-5-1 slash 3-3. But some bold choices there. Dropping Marv to bring back Josh. Uh and dropping clay for Kipriano that's two big 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 statements from Mr Embleton so big opportunities great, yeah. for those players in the starting 11 I'm disappointed not to see Vigoro considering we signed him at least a week ago and we haven't got international clearance I don't know enough about the way that works but I was surprised that we hadn't got that considering he hadn't signed two days ago, it'd been over a week. Yeah, it's disappointing. We now. seem to have
1: this thing about international players <laughs> that we don't yeah. seem to be able to get them so quickly. I agree with everything you said there. Uh, either Marsh at right back or Brophy at left back was the chat. Yeah, in our uh, in our seating area, pleased to see that Clay's been dropped, and also agree with Marv being given a rest as well. Coulson's got a lot to prove to take that shirt and that spot next week uh, when we go to Port Vale. So, you know, it's his to now keep. Quite an um, opportunity, hundred percent for both Hector yeah. and, and and Josh as well. So, yeah, big decisions by Ross. Big decisions, but he's not been afraid to make them. When he dropped Brill for Sarge, yeah, absolutely. When he dropped Josh for uh, for Jamie and, and, yeah. and Marvin, so no, he's not afraid to do it, and that's good. He's asserting his authority on the team and saying to play as well. If you're not quite there, then we'll bring someone else in and Absolutely. change about. How and
0: it How it should be. That's what, exactly. How it should be. So lots of tweets before the match kicked off on the team. So Oli underscore Sonnenfeld said, Confusing. Not sure where the width and the creativity will come from, but really glad to see Wilkinson back. Yeah,
1: Wilco 300 said, No left back. Get one side and get some balance to the team happy
0: isn't the answer. Yeah, and LFC 1978 It proves that Embleton still doesn't know what his best team and formation is. Mm. Um, Barry Twin
1: said... Glad to see Orient's best defender back in the starting 11, hashtag
0: Captain Coulson. <laughs> nice tweet there Barry, so the match kicked off at Brisbane Road with the O's looking to make it a winning start to 2020 at home in Ross Hamilton's first game in charge since his appointment in front of an in-form Grimsby team. And So they coming off the back of two wins, two 1-0 wins by one goal to nil, a massive large following for them. As O's fans were tucking in to their own nuts all over the ground. Yeah, not much to talk
1: about in the game uh, until really the twelfth minute, as a corner, uh, as from a corner, the Grimsby keeper Makio, punched the ball onto Connor Wilkinson, which sort of bounced back towards goal, but it was ended. It ended up being cleared yeah. uh, off the line, luckily for them. And as we fast forward a few minutes, uh, four minutes, uh, we had a glorious chance in the sixteenth minute. A beautiful diagonal crossfield pass from. Uh, Connor Wilkinson found Jordan Maguire Drew on the edge of the box. His touch to stop the ball was excellent. He managed to skin his man, shot across goal, and Lee Angle managed to touch the ball over the bar when it seemed, from our seats easier to score touching it in than missing from
0: no more than five yards out. Yeah, I mean, Lee would be disappointed. Absolutely. He hasn't buried that, but we have to... When you're on top, you have to score those opportunities. Because if that goes in... It's 1-0, ground's relaxed. The Grimsby fans go quiet, then they have to come at us. And it will be just a much easier game developing. But if you don't score those, as we'll find out, you are more likely to get punished. Let's find out if we did. So Jamie Turley, who had been excellent at right back, he'd been really, really good in the first 20. he made, done some really good touches, made some really good tackles. Went down following a nothing-looking tackle, and he had to come off as he was replaced by Miles Judd so again we're speaking about chances for Coulson Kipriano but what a chance now for Miles Judd to get his name on the, on the team sheet at right back um, big blow losing Turley you can tell when something's quite bad and Turley went straight down and you knew he was going to have to come off so hopefully yeah. the news isn't too bad
1: yeah I agree with you Judd's chance to really prove himself as well and I think Jamie Turley is going to be a big loss he's come in and really yeah, proved that he's you know he's a real deal, and that he's you know really good at what he does. Um, but again, it's another injury for him. Like surely some sort of injury prevention stuff has got to be done for him because all he did was it was it looked re- a really innocuous shape. It looked like a nothing. Yeah. That it's just sort of maybe slightly overstretched. But how tight must his groin be if it if it keeps going wrong? Because it's not the first injury he's had. So surely, some the medical team have really got to do something about that because for me, to to have the reoccurrence, there, there's there must be some fundamental
0: issue. Yeah. So hopefully um, he's okay. I mean, the club haven't put anything out yet. I, I've not listened to Ross Post match, so we'll see. Post match, he Ross says says that they won't assess it until tonight, really, okay. because
1: they give it twenty four hours for it to calm down. Okay. Spoiler alert. Okay. Um, <laughs> so they'll do that. So
0: it probably won't really be till tomorrow before they actually go. Okay. See how it is. So, wishing Jamie Turley all the best. The rest yeah. of the half was played out. Grimsley started to come into they the did, match a yeah. lot more, it's fair to towards say, especially end. towards the end of the half. 10 15 minutes. We got yet. a little bit sloppy, I would say, but no real chances really to talk about. Both teams having decent spell of possession, not really much end product really. Seems to be a few midfield battles. They started to win, I'd say, in the midfield battles more than they were losing. And a yeah. bit of pressure as they were backing onto us, but I don't remember Sergeant making any saves of no at all yeah and everyone only had one in that half so half time was nil nil a few tweets come in at half time at orient underscore ed said not too bad but that final ball is badly need sorting out losing Turley is a massive blow and JMD has to go Finance
1: Kev tweeted and said not the best of halves should be one up I think we need a left back creative
0: midfield enforcer and two strikers in the window magic underscore John's So it wasn't pretty, but overall we have had the better chances. The game is there to be won. So come out second half strong. Wilkinson looks lost out wide though so needs to do something different Ross
1: addresses why he was out wide okay. in his post-match I won't spoil it anymore okay. attendance was announced at 6,248 fans with 1,276 away a gargantuan effort from Grimsby because on any other day if the Ian Holloway effect wasn't in full <laughs> flow they'd have bought about 250 yeah. maybe 350 top so uh, and they were very noisy all game yeah so a few okay. rogues down the front jeering, you know, yeah. jeering at our guys but <laughs> You know, is what it is. So the second half kicked off. No subs were made at half time for the O's and Grimsby. They started the second half a little bit better than us, pretty much how they'd signed off the first half. Poor clearance by Coulson in the 49th minute, saw the ball fall nicely to
0: Whitehouse, but thankfully his shot was wide from close range. We've seen those punished before, we have to cut then, out those individual errors, and there was another chance for Grimsby in the 53rd minute, because we had to clear an effort off the line, and the follow-up from Max Wright was blazed over the bar, so some early warning shots to the OZ in the second half. Like yeah. you'd imagine Holloway would have said to his team, getting it 0-0, and he'd come out in the second half, trying to kick early goal. Yeah and shut up the Orient fans absolutely absolutely. Um, a decent chance followed the O's.
1: Uh, followed for the O's in the 57th minute as a crossfield ball from Connor Wilkinson saw the ball bounce invitingly into the path of JMD in the box uh, unfortunately he blazed it over I mean it's he's sitting there thinking like, let the ball just drop a bit more and just get that on target make the keeper make the save maybe it will come out to, the, to just make the keeper at least get it on target,
0: he rose headed it. I agree. It, it bounced. It it bounced invitingly for him. It, you'd be looking to hit the target there, like you say. Make yeah. the keeper work and then see what happens from yeah. there. So that chance came and went, and it was the second sub for the O's. Hector Kiprianu was replaced by Craig Clay in the sixty fifth minute. Now I thought this was the right sub actually. If it Hector Maybe a bit tired. Maybe it was the physicality of the game. He was up against two brutes in the middle. They were quite fierce. They were quite tough. I thought he'd done all right, but I thought that actually was a pretty good sub to make at that point. Yeah. Um, So
1: a minute later, a superb drive forward from James Brophy, who was starting to come into the game more. He saw the ball go (coughs) out wide to JND, who put in a beautiful cross, which Connor Wilkinson headed perfectly. But somehow that McKeown made an absolutely brilliant reflex save with his feet and watching it back again and again like you can't criticise Connor. he's done everything
0: well there I think Brophy's done everything well good run taking on men beating his men gets the ball to JMD JMD traps it looks up instant cross and Wilkinson's unlucky but that's I want to see more of that from Brophy and from JMD and from we're Wilkinson yeah. unlucky they're not to score that's all you can say there on another yeah. day that goes in and we're talking about 100% a right goal. a lesser Jarrett. keeper that, or someone that wasn't as as Good with a reflex.
1: Yeah, we did everything right, absolutely.
0: Yeah, at that point we were on top, you know, crowd and noisy, getting behind. That atmosphere. seemed to spur the crowd. The fact that the Grimsby fans were singing to us, the fact that we were starting to come into the game more, you know, Brophy was having more of an impact at this point, so was JMD. Yeah. And it was just a good atmosphere, great noise. And in 74th, well, we had a bunch of corners, came to nothing after decent pressure. And in 74th minute, I would say slightly against the one to play. It was actually Grimsby who took the lead through Billy Clark, because he raced onto a ball from over the top. I mean, James Brophy, who was on the left, is running across pitch, trying to get an opening. One heavy touch, one poor touch. Their man in midfield nicks the ball of him. Literally looks up, dinks it over the defence, and suddenly Billy Clark is in, and nobody is near him. No one, no right defender to come across. Is yeah. near him, Sergeant. Bit slow to come off his line. Clark looks up. Boom. One nil. Literally hindsight. in about seven seconds from yeah. Brophy having the ball, we're a goal down. It's it was that easy for Grimsby. And what a, disappointing, for a yeah. what a disappointing goal to come. Ross will be fuming with that. As the defenders, you can see Colson's reaction after when he goes to kick the ball out in the net. Livid, as he should be. Because mm. how do you go from Brophy one heavy touch to so literally one pass splitting your defence? Because I think, and I don't think you'll mind me saying it, I think I'll say it later on, but
1: I think course has been caught a bit flat-footed there, maybe. Possibly. Uh, he might you... be disappointed with his position in there. But then, arguably, Sergeant, you're either going to come out and, and, and make the close the guy down quicker, or you're going to stay on your line and let Happy come across and try and deal with it. Cleverly, from Billy Clark, he's, he's managed to perfectly lob... Um, perfectly lob uh, a sargent. sergeant you know this is a guy who hasn't scored in however many games has played very little football for various different reasons and he comes on and, he, and within 10 minutes of him coming on he's, he's through and, and he manages to lob, lob our keeper very good goal um, but like you said Brophy lost the uh, lost the ball
0: you know with that heavy touch it's just it's just the orient way in it just typically you just get punished so at National League level that probably comes to nothing but in League 2 as we found out you can't make those type of mistakes like you always have to be switched on yeah but disappointing so that was followed up um, <coughs> with pressure we we had the right response I think the crowd stayed behind the team <coughs> encouraging the ball to come and, like down Aaron 75th 7th minute a flurry of corners on McKeon somehow punched the ball off the line against one of his own defenders, and I'm amazed how that one didn't go in. And then the final sub for the Ods in the 81st minutes, Matt Harold came on for George Marsh. So again, Ross is going for it at this point. He's got Wilkinson on him. He's got Wilkinson, Harold, Angle, JMD, Brophy, all on like some like a lot of attacking players on the pitch.
1: I'm surprised that it took so long to get Harold on. Their defenders were climbing, literally using. Wilkinson and Angle as climbing frames to get to the ball, and how the referee didn't clamp down on that sooner, I'll never know. But Harold, with his elbows and his awkwardness, yeah, yeah, yeah. and how he knows how to manage defenders like that, I'm surprised it took us till the of minute. I'd have probably had him on about ten minutes earlier, maybe okay. five or ten minutes earlier. If I, if you've been a little bit pedantic about it, yeah, good shout. Um, just to give their push, their keep their defenders that extra few yards back. You know, Wilkinson's no. Uh, he's awkward as well, you know. He's not an easy pushover, but we just didn't seem to really have that fight. And I think Harold would have given us that. And I think he was probably uh, would have done a bit more with with a five or ten minutes more to go. Take a shot. Um, we were looking for the equaliser, uh, but nothing of note really in normal time. The board went up showing five additional minutes, and in the ninety first minute, Brisbane Road erupted following a chance ball that fell to Craig Clay in a very very congested and packed penalty area. He was sent flying, as it turned out, by goal scorer Billy Clark. As you can imagine, he was shocked that he'd pushed Craig Clay <laughs> over and the penalty was given, but the referee correctly pointed straight to the penalty spot. I've
0: seen them not
1: given. 100%.
0: Clay was definitely looking for it. I don't know about that. It was Clay goes, shove on him. Clay goes down like a sack of spuds.
1: Yeah. Well, there was we a say. shove on him, <laughs> and he's
0: probably made maybe a fraction more of it. But. Yeah, like... I'm happy we got given that yeah. because I've seen refs not give that but we got it um an Lee angle and it was the south stand was gone I was just going to say I thought that the referee had had generally a good game he'd missed a few
1: things like there was a couple of handballs in yeah, the box yeah, but yeah. they were you know the player had their back to him he wasn't going to see that but there were handballs in the box um that he hadn't given he'd given us a corner when it was a goal kick and them a something when it was ours so by and large it kind of evens itself out I thought he was one of the better referees that we had he he
0: pointed straight like he didn't think about it he literally blew the whistle straight to the spot and there was a few appeals from Grimsby players he waved them away and all seemed to happen very quickly so we were all standing there nervous and upset that down goal As a huge responsibility This, I mean if he misses he's the villain 100% do you know what I mean so he looked calm and collected I'm surprised Josh Wright didn't step up to say this although Josh did miss his last penalty against Cambridge so upset upsteply angle, and he smacked the ball into the back of the net. As McKeown couldn't get there, and it was one all to the delight of the Orient faithful oh. behind the goal. Very well taken penalty, and that ball was rising. Do you know what I mean? That ball was going up and up. But a great penalty. When I saw it back today, that is a great penalty. When yeah. I saw it back from the normal angle, not it's, from the ones that we had filmed it from behind yeah, the goal. It's an uncatchable penalty. That is a very very good pe- last well ninety first minute penalty. Well done, Mr. Angle. Absolutely. Uh, with the O's committing players forward, we lost possession
1: and suddenly Groomsbury were on the counter-attack and James Brophy had to make a last-ditch late tackle just outside the box. and uh, Got a booking for his troubles, I think they call that taking one for the team. <laughs> Thankfully the free kick came to nothing and then the referee blew his whistle uh, for full time. Shortly after that, bringing the game to a close as Ross Embleton gained a point in his first game in charge as head coach of Leighton Orient as He walked across the pitch clapping all areas of the ground as his name was sung loudly and proudly.
0: Yeah, I mean, that video is on our social media channels. Uh, well, no, it's not that's on Twitter, that video. So, if you want to see it's on our social media, that, yeah, go and see Ross. And you've got both versions of the penalty, app, even a version in Slow-mo. slow motion, which yeah, is that. not on Twitter, is it? Yeah, the same, I was on oh, Twitter, that, that yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um <coughs> After the game, we didn't do post-match, but Dave Victor did speak to Ross Embleton following his first match as head coach of Leighton Orient. And here's what Ross Embleton had to say. It's
1: quite a lengthy one because Dave covers quite a lot with him. So, uh, yeah, we'll play that now.
2: Well, Ross, thanks for joining us. First of all, congratulations on your appointment. You're now the boss. You didn't get the winning start you wanted in that new position. Thank you, Dave. Um, Yeah, it's been... um been a strange few days uh, in terms of um, sort of that final realisation that, that, that that's uh, that's my title now. So um, something I'm ready and willing to embrace. Disappointed that we didn't come out with the points because I felt that our performance, barring one or two periods, certainly after the start of the second half, I thought we looked a little bit shaky. Um, I thought on the whole we, we put in a performance that, that, that warranted more than we got. In the end, you needed a penalty to find the back of the net. Yes, we did. We um, created a lot of um, good balls across the box, good balls into the box. I thought we looked at danger from set pieces today, which has probably not been something that we've, um, we can say on a great... Great deal of occasions, if that sounds right. I don't know if that's the right saying, but on many occasions this year, I thought we looked a threat. Um, but yeah, you're right. You know, the penalty gets given, and it's a it's an horrible feeling. I'm sure for you lot, but it's the same thing for me standing on the side wasn't going to watch it. Yeah, wasn't I? Uh, you? I decided to, and I just turned around in time to find out that Lee was the penalty taker. To be honest, and it was wonderful to see it sink into the net. Were there enough shots up until then? Uh, it's something we've worked on this week, Dave, in terms of attempts from round the box. Or balls into the box So I think today We got ourselves into good positions wide uh, And put some good balls and deliveries Across the box and into, into dangerous areas Did we get enough shots away Once that comes? Probably not I'll have to look at it and, and analyse that I think um, my message to the boys On occasions this, this season has been We don't seem to get that one that drops And someone taps it in And that's because we don't chance our arm enough So I um, I would say I felt like we put some, you know, we put their goal under pressure today. But did we do it with enough attempts and goal? Probably not. Miss Connor Wilkinson, he was back today. Do we see the best of him in his wide on the right? Um. It depends on our performance. I think... Um, I, th- I know it's a position that Connor favours. I know it's a position where he feels he can be a real threat. I think what we have to do more and more and better and better, the fitter he gets. I, I nearly had to bring him off today, I suppose. Medically, I probably would have been advised to bring him off, but when I'm chasing a game, that goes out the window. Um, so... To answer your question, I think it's something that he favours. I think he gives us a real uh, outlet if we get the ball to him properly. We did that on occasions today and he looked a threat. Um, could we be more effective with him you know, getting in and around Lee at times? Certainly, but I think that's something that we'll have to evolve with him in the team, whether he's not in the team, whether it's Matty and Lee that are up there in terms of um, in terms of the positions that we get him in to become a threat. And, and like I say, the more games he plays, the more we can get him, get him doing that. How significant is the injury to Jamie Turley? It come out of nowhere To be honest um, Obviously I changed it And played him At right fullback today So it sort of Come out as a, as a Bit of a Mystery Two Three minutes Before it happened I got a Tells seems to be struggling with his groins, but you get that quite a lot throughout the game and and it was a case of we would keep an eye on him and then all of a sudden the next few he'd give the foul away and he was on the floor. So I haven't had an update on it yet. Like I said to you before, it's it's not a get out, but it tends to be tomorrow morning or, or tomorrow evening once we've had 24 hours for it to settle down, it will start to work out. It was the groin area which is obviously a concern because that's where he suffered his injury at the start of the season. I'd imagine you'd be disappointed in the manner in which the goal was conceded. Uh, yeah, you've, that's my, that, probably not as polite as that, but that was my message to the boys after the game. We've done a lot, Dave. Um, I think I've said to you bef- in, in recent weeks that I don't want to leave ourselves too open. I want us to be an attacking threat and I want us to be the aggressive team, which I think on a, most of the occasions today we were. But at the same time, we have to be ready to defend. There's good players in this level. Teams are good on the counter-attack, which is where their goal comes from. James Brophy needs to do better in terms of the way that he gets control of the game and and can get us control in terms of the pass that he should have played before he gets caught on it, 100%. Then behind the ball, we're not set up well enough in terms of the focus that we've put on the team this week to make sure that we don't get done on the counter-attack, we don't get exposed and concede goals. So I'm bitterly disappointed and angry at the manner in which we conceded that goal. Put the captain, Josh Coulson, back in the side? Yes. you know, I think we've, 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 we've it's been it's been uh, been mentioned on a number of occasions that it was a difficult decision to make. He's the captain, he's a massive character at the club and, and, and a, you know, a strong fan's favourite, but I felt at the time that, that I made the change that it was right for Josh come out, to come out of the team, to give other players an opportunity, to try and find an ingredient that would help us get more points and more results. Um, I felt today, in terms of the game that we might have come up against, it was a good game for Josh. I felt that we got a little bit more control today on the game at times by having that calmness that quality of headering from from Josh to get up the pitch and then at the same time moving Dan back into the left side it obviously helped us as well got a a little wait now until you're in action next Saturday will there be new arrivals in time for the trip to Port Vale I hope so um, it's uh, something that we've been vigorously looking at over the last couple of days to make sure that we, um, we cover the positions that we want to cover. Obviously, you've seen this week that um, obviously the decision on George was made, which is fantastic, but at the same time that uh, Dal Gorman's going out, there may be some potential that, that, that one or two others maybe, maybe go the same way as well in terms of the, the best thing for their, their futures, um, which would allow us, allow us to know exactly what we can do and how we can do it in terms of the recruitment of new players. So where are you looking to strengthen? Multiple different positions really I think the, f- the first one is I am concerned That the fact that we lose Samling we've lost Jamie Turley who can cover that fallback position today we've lost Joe Whiddison um, albeit he's getting very very close to coming back so that that, that position concerns me because of the amount of um, casualties we've got in that area at the moment and that's somewhere I'm looking um, Dale Gorman's gone out so I think we have to look at what we do in, in, in midfield um, these are all things that are not just off the cuff by the way they're things that I've been thinking about and, and I'm well prepared for and then obviously we have to look at the top end of the pitch as well in terms of like I say, I was pleased with the amount of opportunities that we created today but obviously we haven't enough goals this season. How different does it feel this week to on New Year's Day, your last game in charge, being the boss, as they, as Nigel said, without the safety net. Yeah, uh, different is certainly that. I think that the, the safety net thing I, I understand and I agree with. You know, I, it, it never really played on my mind until I heard Kent say it to me before, and, and I think what um, how I took it from Kent uh, when he first said it to me was. I felt like he meant it in the nicest possible way. Um, I've had some, not sob story Dave, but I've had tough times in terms of losing jobs and losing positions at clubs, which has made things tough in terms of how it, how it affects my family life. So I was always really concerned that it had to be right for me, like anybody would when they go to work every day, to make sure that you know the, the, the job that I was taking on um, wasn't leaving myself vulnerable. So it feels different, um, but at the same time I know that... The, the, the gamble, the opportunity that I've taken Is is one that I feel I'm ready to do now And I'm, and I'm going to do everything I can To, to embrace that, that opportunity The other side of it for me is that I suppose the viewpoint I've really taken this week is Life's too short, sometimes you need to grab An opportunity with both hands I haven't lived along the lines of Time to have no regrets you know you never know if an opportunity might come again that that bit doesn't really bother me it's more been about um grabbing the opportunity because like i say life's too short and and sometimes you need to just give yourself a go it is a results business though isn't it and there's not been enough wins 100% totally agree and we i feel that we deserve to win today Um, I feel that we uh, put in a performance that warranted three points on the pitch but ultimately we didn't do it so the message that Webby has put to the boys there in, in our conclusion after the game to them is we didn't lose so naive for me the way that we finished the game in terms of trying to chase the win everybody piles into the box and we nearly end up losing the game with a free kick on the edge of the box so professionalism and a focus is something that we really need to put into our performances in terms of the way that the goal come about as well is another one of those that focus that ability to to stay on top of games all the time. People are going to make errors, they're going to let their standards slip at the same time, but we can't keep doing it often enough to make sure that we, we don't pick up the more points that we need. Finally for me, Ross, in addition to Jamie Turley, any other injuries? Nothing that's come up there. Um, no, I, I'm quite uh, pleased, quite happy with that. Like I said, we, we felt that we might be putting Connor at a little bit of a risk at the end there, but um, I got the nod from him, so we, we, we tried to push him over the line, and he'll benefit from that 90 minutes, although I'm sure his legs don't feel like that right now.
0: Thanks, Ross, and good luck. Thanks, thank you. So that was Ross Emerton talking to <coughs> Dave Victor after the match. Thank you to Dave for sending that over That was yeah. quite a long interview, a bit longer than what they normally are, but some pivotal Pieces of information that we left yeah, in talking the Talking transfers.
1: transfers, very interesting. Be interesting to see who Ross can bring in. Yeah. Uh, in this window, and who else will be going out? We will mention one that's uh, yeah come rumored to, light. to be uh, on his way out the door or in. Um, but no, interesting to see who will then bring in. He's obviously mentioned the right back spot. We will need a midfielder. Uh, to come in, obviously, to replace yeah. Dal Gorman. Um, probably a striker up front, maybe, maybe another, maybe a left back. Yeah, it so, will be interesting.
0: See if- see what happens so the league table now that draw means another point for the O's still 19th for League 2 play 26 1-6 draw 9 lost 11 27 points and a goal difference of minus 10 so your views on yesterday Mr Levy
1: I think for the first time in a while I actually enjoyed that Uh, the atmosphere was brilliant as well really enjoyed that wasn't sure about the starting 11 as we said earlier uh, but pleased that Ross is definitely not afraid to drop players who may not be at their best or maybe just not doing it, maybe not up yeah. to it. Clay and are examples of that. I thought Coulson had quite a good game overall. Um, you know, taking out the goal. Uh, which obviously is what he'll be judged on. But uh, Brophy did quite well at left back as well, considering uh, he's not actually a left back. He's a left winger, remember? All right, it was his fault that he turned over possession to them easily and they capitalised on that. Uh, But I thought generally, I thought he grew into the game. At times he's sort of hot and cold, but I guess he's not going to be hot 100% of the game. Um, JMD put a few good crosses in. I think some could have and probably should have been much better. Uh, Some of the Deliveries were good, and others were not so yeah. good. You know, it was a bit hot and cold. Then the same for Brophy. Uh, Brophy, as I say, found his confidence in the second half. Ran at their number two, who was giving it to the Orient South Stand hmm. uh, a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, we need more from both of them if we're to to really progress. They're our uh, attacking threats. Wilkinson and Angle both showed qualities we've missed. Good feet, good movement. Uh, Clay played the best I've seen him play this season when he came on. I'm not, I've not been a big fan of Craig Clay at all, just purely based on his performances. I've nothing personal uh, against him or any of the other players. But for me, Craig Clay came in and just drove us up the pitch. He, he camped us more in their final third than we'd been with Good Hector. Shout, yeah. So uh, I was very pleased to see that. And he won us the penalty. He was the one that got shoved down Did, yeah. uh, in the box. Uh, I can't stand time wasters. Um, but opposition players that are running the clock down, especially in league football, I expect that from amateurs, not from professionals. <laughs> uh, so their goalkeeper got what he say, got a booking. He did, yeah. He got a booking, and uh, ultimately didn't save Angle's penalty. So uh, no clean sheet for him. Grimsby played some good football at times, but they weren't really that much better than us. I think we probably deserved it fifty-five to forty-five based on that. Yeah. You know, we probably deserved it a fraction more than them. Um, and for their goal As I said earlier I'm sure Josh won't mind me saying He got a bit caught out there um, But it was a good finish And Sargent's position As we said earlier um, Pre-match I was fortunate Friends at Energy Bet Gave us a hospitality ticket And Ian Holloway came up And was going around all the tables Ugh, Negatively thinking You'd say it was the Ian Holloway show The most famous man in Brisbane Road If you want to look at it that way yeah. On that day but kudos and credit to the man who went up to um, Charlie and Kerry Edinburgh were up there. Uh, he went up to them and spoke to them. He came round, He's happy to have pictures taken with people, chatting to people. Proudly showed his J3 Foundation badge to Orient fans. Didn't just speak to Grimsby fans that were up there. Um, and from what we understand from a tweet later on, he was, you know exchanging pleasantries with Ross a complete contrast to the likes of Mark Cooper for example so kudos to Ian Holloway genuine nice guy as it turned out so yeah you know fair
0: play to him good stuff for me yeah like you said a good enjoyable game I think the result was the least we deserved probably deserved to sneak it on a different day but we just have to be clinical on both boxes which we aren't at the moment score when we're on top and defend well for 90 minutes and we'll start winning games yeah uh you mentioned him, I'm going to mention him. We saw the best and the worst of JMD and Brophy. JMD put some peaches yep. peaches across his... And others just went nowhere. Brophy, is not a left-back, but first half, pretty much anonymous, I would say. And second half, all over the show. One heavy touch, and he's been criticised for the goal. Quite rightly so. But I want to see that, Brophy. Running at defenders, taking men on, and being the right nuisance and pain yeah. in the backside to those defenders um, for me I still think 4 4 is the way to go put them on both wings cross the ball into Wilkinson uh, and to Angle and see what happens I think that's their strength you especially com- for Harold you
1: commented to me in the stand I think in, in the game yesterday that you put the ball into their feet if He put
0: feet. the ball into Angle I think prefers the ball to feet you can tell that he's quick he's got great feet I don't think playing a long ball up to him is the way he necessarily he wants to play but, like Ross has said in his interview, Connor wants to play on the right-hand side, is what Ross has said about Connor. I, mean, I think Connor's still, for me, all the goals I see from Connor are him in the middle yeah. of the box being a, a horrible striker, a bit like what Harold is. Mm-hmm. Um, but credit to Angle for seven having to take the penalty, you know, and that was a great moment. It felt like, I don't know, Brisbane Road was rocking first time in a long time, I would say, that mm-hmm. it's been like that, which is great to say, but when they broke away, in like the 94th minute, my heart was beating fast. I thought, come on, not now. Let's not lose it now. But one all, all, something for us to build on, take into next week. Good performance. And like you said, I'd just like to say thank you to Ian Holloway. You know, absolutely class in the build-up. Some nice quotes about Justin True. in the build-up. The man's class. And throughout yesterday, You know, like we've said loads of fans having photos of Ian Holloway he's there smiling in his J.E. badge Charlie Edinburgh has tweeted about him what a nice man he is and what he's done Um, so well done to Ian Holloway so those were our views time for your views and again just because we read them doesn't mean we agree with them these were all tweets that came into Act Orient Outlook post-match so El Corrado said on another day, we'd have won that, but I'll take the point for now. I just hope to see some movement in the transfer window sooner rather than later. Joe underscore Pavett said, "Poor from us,
1: no end product, no creativity in midfield either. The only time we looked even a little threatening is when the ball was being played out wide, and even that ended up being awful. We need investment, and we need it bad.
0: East 1975 is Better than a defeat, but we need to take our chances when we are on top. Need a central midfielder to control the game. This in turn can free up and give the wingers more freedom who can then provide more chances for the strikers. Leaking No Noise tweeted in saying frustrating,
1: comfortable in the first half with good movement and passing but disjointed in the second. Lost count of the number of great balls into their box that we just couldn't get onto, then conceded a
0: soft goal. Pleased with the fight back but feels like points dropped. At Orient meet a good effort but the lack of quality in and around the box is a massive issue. We have to get some better players in. What's happened to our set pieces? Delivery is dreadful. Do they practice them? Dan
1: Alton, 2590, said, I've left the ground with a smile for the first time in God knows how long. That was much better. Grimsby not only scored because of a moronic error by Brophy, the only thing missing was the win itself. But a draw was the very least
0: we deserved. Vintal with 73, says, deserved at least the draw, but don't think the formation is getting the best out of the players, especially Angle, as he is no target man, I thought that Clay changed the game for us as he drove the ball forward.
1: Uh, w. Smith one two five said best performance in ages. Gutting not to get three points. Still amazing how the opinion of fans changed from every player being amazing to every player being not good enough after one mistake by one player
0: gave a Grimsby goal. Gave Grimsby a goal. The negativity from fans is awful. Uh, Jagsy 1979. So glad some are seeing it for what it was, a much grittier, determined performance. And aside from some sloppy passes and an abysmal goal we gifted them, we were by far the better team. New faces ideally, but if we sharpen up the attack and cut out the errors, we will be okay. Yeah, good to see you in the club shop, uh, Dean, as well,
1: uh, and to have that chat. O's fan basing said, a good battling display. We didn't deserve to lose. Better crossing and attacking the ball in the box, we'd have won. Felt for Brophy as I think he was our best player and still kept going after the mistake for their goal.
0: Sunshine, LOFC, so disappointed not to win. We were much the better team. However, we are nowhere near cutting enough, enough up top. And one man up front is no good. Wilkinson is wasted on the right.
1: Yeah, a new tweet, uh, a new Twitter handle coming in here. Slightly different to what we've had before, but it's, uh, I'll give it a go. Sunt cognati mihi. Uh, tweeted in uh, saying you could see the effort put in, a mistake for their goal. He's not a defender, but he had a good game. If you're going to play Wilkinson, play him through the middle and not drifting from the right. Can we please win some headers in the box and should have had a penalty earlier?
0: Yeah, right. into the sort of handballs. Hand handballs, yeah. Really, Dave said lack driving intensity until the last half hour. Midfield were awful. Marsh's worst game and Wright was anonymous. Clay got us going. Anger worked hard. But had no support of Wilkinson playing too wide. Playing them up top in a 4 4 2 would be better, and it was a game we should have won.
1: At the Authentic Gaz says, lovely moment between Ross Embleton and Holloway at the end. A huge embrace, a long chat. Holloway held Ross Embleton's head in his hands, and Ross Embleton went back
0: in for another embrace. Great to yeah, see. Very nice. A tweet from a Grimsby fan who tweeted us. So this is from at Hertz GTFC. Said from a Grimsby perspective, orient by the better side and use the tricky lad on the left, who I presume is JMD. Soft goal. I don't know, I thought that was JMD, but it might be Rofi. Soft goal for you to give away, maybe, but decent finish. Happy with a point to be honest.
1: That takes their streak in three games since he's been over. They haven't lost a game, so it, they must be quite pleased with that. Yeah. Steve Diath1 said the midfield was missing until Clay came on. Why do we persist with the flimsy angle through the middle and Wilkinson stuck out on the right?
0: Yeah, another Grimsby fan tweeted us said Treff Hugh Sonny said, You lot look decent when delivering balls into the box. We adjusted after a poor 20 minutes, which evened it up a lot. A worldie from McKeown and a great finish from a bloke who's been at the club for a day. Definite penalty for you. And bearing in mind we were on our bones up front, we did okay. Yeah, I think
1: that's a fair assessment. Essex Biz says, I have to say I love today. First game of the season and seeing good friends again. Encouraging signs on the pitch, especially the second half, when we looked a real threat going forward. Up the O's everyone and a belated
0: Happy New Year. Good to see you in the South, stand, yeah. Macca at Mark Soicher. So, it's a decent performance, but we need to be more clinical in the final third would like to see Wilkerson and Angle play as a two up front. And also, I don't get why Ross hasn't put an actual left-back in that position, mainly Ogie. Fair point. Ogie's been on the bench before. He is a left-back. Maybe he's not. Ross doesn't think he's ready or not a better option than Brophy. Don't know. Must
1: be. Wheeler Dennis said, great atmosphere for the last 30 minutes. Thoroughly deserved the draw. Unlucky not to win. Play with that passion and commitment for the rest of the season, and we'll be fine, especially with some additions to the squad. I have to agree, that's a spot on tweet. Yeah, a really good tweet. And the yeah. final
0: word this week, is from David Matt Lloyd, who said, the effort is there, the energy was mostly there, just need a bit more quality, but things might be starting to improve, the emphasis being on might. JMD probably gave us, one of his best performances of the season, and kudos to Angle, for stepping up for the penalty as well. Onwards, and, hopefully, Upwards, those were all tweets that came into Orient Outlook. So let us know if you agree or disagree with anything we've read out on tonight's podcast. You can tweet us at Orient Outlook, or you can email us at Orient Outlook.com. You can always find us on Facebook at Orient Outlook Podcast. Or on Instagram, orient, underscore, outlook, underscore, podcast. Yeah, so that
1: wraps up uh, yesterday's match. Moving on then to the Prediction League. Uh, well done to East London Exile, Dan Alton 2590, PM31970, Speno011, Wadsey, Karen Orient, Floodgates, Neil Sanson, uh, Grunt the Posty, Wilco 300, Wings Mad, and Pills the Dome Man, who all correctly predicted... One also you will get three points, which means the prediction league stands as follows. East London Exile and Spenno 011 are searing ahead on sixteen points. Floodgates is a point behind on fifteen and Steve Chaplin four is on thirteen points. So thank you to everyone who takes their time to send predictions in. And I did say post match, I didn't tweet it, but I said to <laughs> to the guys that I was with One all, and I said we'd go a goal behind and then equal it up. Yeah, Mr.
0: Levy knows the score. I didn't have the uh, lottery numbers (laughs) sadly. So, so moving on to to today, as we record Sunday the twelfth of January, and the ladies were in league action away today at Cambridge and won the game two one. So well done to those lovely ladies.
1: Yeah, a little bit of breaking transfer news that took place early this evening as we tweeted stating that we understand striker James Alabi is very close to joining National League side uh, Eastleigh on loan until the end of
0: the season. Yeah. So
1: we wish him all the very best and hope that goes through for him he needs to get
0: game time yeah absolutely so let's wrap this up then. just over the hour mark fantasy football update so Andy Chalk is top of the Orient Outlook podcast fantasy football league on 1379 points he's ahead of Elliot Hartfree-Pierce in second place by 51 points now and I'm having a dismal season in 177th place out of 284 players and dream team update A. Brown is top of the Orient Outlook Podcast Dream Team League. He's got 1,307 points, just six points ahead of our Hawks in second place. That one's much closer. I'm having a better season on Dream Team. I'm in 28th place out of 87 players. So moving on to positives and negatives of the week. I'll go positives this week. So first positive is we have a head coach. Finally, yes, all sorted. Ross Emberton is here Um, That hopefully will drive stability now as we move forward. The second positive this week is the last-minute equaliser. Although it was a draw, it felt like a win. So great to see and a great atmosphere in the ground as that went in. And thirdly, the crowd, massive positive, stuck with the team all game. Especially, ironically, going the goal behind. We got even louder and were rewarded with that last- and considering the indifference that
1: people have that you know people were still supporting yeah absolutely uh, everybody as well so that leaves me to do the negatives this week obviously Jamie Turley's injury is the obvious one yeah i mean
0: that is a big one hopefully that's like huge. hopefully it's nothing ho- hopefully serious hopefully it's not too serious but he's been in great form like we said one player of the month was having a really good game until he got injured so hopefully that's not too bad yeah defensive lapses
1: costing us still you know we just switched, we turned over possession and literally they're on it and we've paid the price for that turnover, um, and obviously the fact that we didn't win when probably on the balance of play, we probably ought to have done, yeah, but that no. might be a little bit, that might be a little bit harsh, but I, ju- I honestly think that, you know, with some of the crosses that went in there, with a slight edge to them, you know, we would have got on the end of it, and Angle scores in the first half, uh, rather than t- blazes over, you're talking, yeah, you go going 1-0 at half-time, and you know, that penalty comes in the second yeah, half. It's, great. A, it's a different
0: game. So Hero of the Week now. So this week, it is a bit left field uh, from us. We've never done it before, <laughs> but we're going to give Hero of the Week this week to an opposition manager. So <laughs> well done, Ian Holloway. So we've yeah. spoken about it. like Paul spoke about him kind of in the hospitality series beforehand. <laughs> we've spoken about him in terms of meeting fans, wearing his J.E. badge, embracing Ross Embleton in the build-up to, to, to the match. He just, was everywhere yeah. here and there. Um, So well done, Ian Holloway, an absolute quality class manager. And like you said, the opposite of what we have seen at Brisbane Road with some managers this season. So it was very refreshing to see an opposition manager speak so well in the build-up and after the game, to be fair. absolutely.
1: Conducted himself superbly. And I think there's a few managers in our league, or one or two, that might (laughs) take a little bit of notice and advice on that. So let's wrap up this week. Then next week's fixtures, just the one game coming up for us as we travel to Port Vale on Saturday the 18th of January. They're currently 10th in League Two after beating Stevenage away 1-0 on Saturday. So if you are going, have a very safe journey and why not tweet us on your journey at the match or hopefully on your victorious way home.
0: We had a good game with Paul Bell early in the season. It was frill. Uh, got we to watch out for yeah. Tom Pope. Tom Pope is a decent goal scorer at this level. Yeah, And they had, it, they had a good little number seven from what I remember. So cut out Pope. Cut out number seven. Do not let Leon Leg score from a corner. Cut that out. Be alright, those are my three bits of advice okay. to Ross Embleton. So Ross, sort it out. Sponsorship <laughs> reminder: don't forget for the best plastering and rendering prices around. Visit AJF Plastering on Facebook or at Big Ads L O F C on Twitter for all your plastering and rendering needs. Mate, we've come in Paul predicted a 65-minute podcast at one hour, four minutes. The final wrap-up. Thank you for joining us for episode two hundred. And four. Yeah, so the absolutely. O's finally have a head coach, as Ross Emwardson was announced earlier in the week, giving the club a direction to look forward to and to move towards, which has already started really. You know, Vigoro who has said he signed up because of, because of Ross. Because of Ross. George Marsh When he had two other League One clubs absolutely. that he could have gone to. Yeah, George Marsh, staying, Gorman out. We expect more to happen in the forthcoming week like yeah. we already said Alabi so on the pitch the performance was good the team showed a desire and a spirit against Grimsby Town that was rewarded with a last one equaliser as the fans got behind the team and we got a well deserved point which we will look to build on away to Port Vale on Saturday we'll be back with episode 205 next week with
1: all the information and views that you could ever need if you're listening on iTunes please subscribe give our podcast a review if you're listening on SoundCloud Spotify tune in or Stitcher, add us to your favourites and that way you'll have them all as soon as they're available and as soon as we upload them. We're also on smart speakers so listening to us just got even easier. And if you have an older relative, a loved one or an Orient charm who you think
0: will like the podcast, grab their phone, download it for them and pass the pod. Sorry uh, to not bring this up before but thank you to Delia Miller for her email earlier in the oh, week yes. for the podcast. Thank you Delia, a very nice email. Um, about the podcast so thanks for getting in touch and you can always email us at orient uh, outlook at outlook.com so that's it we look forward to hearing from you and as always keep calm have a great week and listen to the orient outlook podcast up the o's
1: how the others see i'm much too fast to take that test to and face the strain to change changes Don't wanna be a richer man